Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. A reading from the Book of Romans, Chapter 6 What shall we say then? Are we to continue the sin that grace may abund? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved in sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died He died to sin, once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
the new year, is a time when many think of turning over a leaf and remaking themselves and restarting those things that they failed on in the past. For me, it's always met with a bit of hesitation or eye rolls. I mean, there's nothing really terrible about resolutions, but that's only if there is the much-needed grace attached to it. In some ways, it seems fitting that early on in our new year, we have Romans 6 as one of our assigned readings. As the theologian Martin Franzman states about our text, it is the description of the way things were and the way that things are now. Paul's point is clear and simple. There is a place we once were owed to an allegiance, the place of death. But now we have been brought and brought from there to the place of life. Our typical focus in this text is a statement on baptism, and in reality it shouldn't be overlooked. It is the description of how this came to be for us, not just in the defense of our practice, which is the way we typically use it, but in a description and proclamation of baptism's work by the grace of God. But what is that this baptism has done by the work of Jesus? It's made the people marked with death know only life. Our New Year's are often absorbed in changes, but they seldom actually last. I'm not saying this to be negative, but just coming to terms with reality. Yet the change that Paul describes in Romans 6 does last and is eternal because it is putting something to death in order to bring back to life. It is not a mere change. It is a complete newness, a washing, a refining, a restoring, an event that keeps happening to this day and to that final day. Not a resolution or a mere change, but a dying and a rising. Paul calls this a setting free from sin and the entanglements of the heart towards the flesh and the world. I like this description because it fits with this statement of walking in newness of life. When shackled in slavery, we are bound and immobile, but now, in this life, this life to God in Jesus Christ, we can walk, we can move, we can be raised up, we can be new. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
Behold my servant, says the Lord, whom I uphold, my chosen, in whom my soul delights. Almighty and eternal God, according to your strict judgment, you condemned the unbelieving world through the flood. Yet according to your great mercy, you preserved believing Noah and his family, eight souls in all. You drowned hard-hearted Pharaoh and all his host in the Red Sea, yet led your people Israel through water on dry ground, foreshadowing this washing of your holy baptism. Through the baptism in the Jordan of your beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, you sanctified and instituted all waters to be a blessed flood and a lavish washing away of sin. We pray that you would behold your children according to your boundless mercy and bless us all with true faith by the Holy Spirit that through this saving flood all sin in us which has been inherited from Adam and which we ourselves have committed since we were drowned and died. Grant that we be kept safe and secure in the holy ark of the Christian church, being separated from the multitude of unbelievers and serving your name at all times with a fervent spirit and a joyful hope, so that with all believers in your promise, we would be declared worthy of eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. God from whom all blessings flow Praise Him all creatures here below Praise Him above ye heavenly hosts Praise Father, Son, and Holy God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above the heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and God from whom all blessings flow.